On the farm, we focus in on the ranch management form. This week is Herd Improvement Week. Catherine Lang is a livestock and feed extension specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture. Her presentation this week focused on selecting the right bull for your herd, and she started things off by talking about what are the must-haves in your bull. Well, first and foremost, your bull must be able to do their job. And in order to do their job, they must pass their breeding soundness exam, or BSC. Involved in this is a scrotal circumference, semen quality, and body condition score. They have to have viable semen to get cows pregnant. They have to be structurally correct and be correct enough to mount cows and to have a a long life on the farm. It's also important to remember that he is half of the genetic makeup, so you could be breeding things like bad feet into your replacement heifers if you're not careful. They have to be free of disease. Virgin bulls are disease-free, or you take on the risk of an unwanted disease if you're purchasing a two-year-old or older that has been used in someone else's herd. There's also other things that might be important to you. These could be things like temperament, sex drive, or even feed efficiency. She says you should also consider what you would like to improve in your next bull. So one thing to think about when purchasing your next bull is what would you like to improve? And this is going to be different for each individual farm. Maybe you want to increase your weaning weight. Maybe you need to look at increasing herd fertility. Maybe you're looking at calves that come out a little easier so you can sleep a little longer or for a little longer intervals. Or maybe you want superior carcass traits. What you want is dependent on the type of operation that you have. So we're not saying you have to pick one of these characteristics over the other. Another thing to keep in mind is that bulls make up half of your genetic makeup, like I've already said. So if you want to make those changes, it's quickest to start with your bulls. She also talked about the importance of EPDs. So EPD is the expected progeny difference. EPD is an evaluation of an animal's worth as a parent. It takes into account an animal's known relatives and their individual performance. Now, this is more accurate than an animal an animal's individual number because it uses that animal's performance as well as all of their relatives. An example that we tried to come up with would be in humans, for example, height. So I may be 5'5". If everyone else of the same gender in my family, so that would be my sisters, my mother, my biological aunties, my grandmother, are all 5'10". So you would suspect that my daughter should likely be taller than I am. I am likely the outlier in my family. So that's why these EPDs are a little um, more accurate, because even though a bull may be born, say his birth weight is 85, but most of his relatives are 75, it's likely that his offspring are going to have lower than 85 as a birth weight. EPDs only work within the same breed, and that's really important. So you can't take an EPD from Black Angus, for example, and compare it to Charley. They're not against the same scales. They're not against the same averages. So it just doesn't work. And ultimately, they're a tool for bull selection. They're just that, a tool. You should not base your entire selection on this alone. They still need to pass that breeding soundness exam. They still need to be structurally correct. They still need to have the attributes that you're looking for. But EPDs are a really good tool to help you figure out, if you have it narrowed down to four, which one could be the best fit for your operation. And of course, there are numerous traits that cattle producers will want to evaluate. So I do just want to say a quick piece about um, single trait selection. So EPDs are a really great tool, but they need to be used with a balanced approach. 
only picking one trait can have negative effects on the other. For example, if you were going to be selecting repeatedly for calving ease without putting any emphasis on weaning weight, it's likely going to put negative pressure on weaning weight, which ultimately would have lighter calves in the fall. That was Catherine Lang, a livestock and feed extension specialist. She was part of the ranch management forum that is taking place this week. Now, if you didn't have a chance to take part in the event, the webinars are being posted to the Ministry of Agriculture's website. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Bossler.